Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Podcast. Let's discuss the Canterbury Underground. What you are about to hear is deeply disturbing. Hey everyone, I had an idea for a podcast a long time ago. In fact, it might have been one of the initial reasons I wanted to do this podcast, where I would have a story about a particular band or something that was relevant to my fandom and music. So I'm going to go back with one of the original intents of the podcast, which was to capture a time and place and its actual meaning to me and music. And this one is going to be a shorter show. It's going to be very direct, but it's it's important. It's cool. I, I like the story anyway. So picture college freshmen coming home for Christmas in 1984. We got snowed in. There wasn't a whole lot to do. I had to leave the bulk of my albums and music back at the university. So when I came home, I didn't have a whole hell of a lot to choose from. So I had the radio on, and I turned it to WUVA, which was, uh, oddly enough, University of Virginia's college station. They were just ending Let There Be More Light by Pink Floyd off of the second album, Saucer Full of Secrets. So I popped the cassette tape in and started recording.
one time the perfect intro to a cassette tape of weird psychedelic music is gong squeezing sponges over policemen's heads slash faux hat digs holes in space shut the fuck up donnie the name of the radio show was called the canterbury underground of course i was familiar with the canterbury tales but i didn't know exactly what they're talking about and i came to figure out from what little i was hearing that it had something to do with the actual town of canterbury in england and it had some connection to the Pink Floyd, Sid Barrett era. Progressive music didn't only come from the big cities. Welcome to Canterbury, the posh cathedral town that seeded those musicians who would in time grow into Soft Machine, Caravan, Hatfield in the North and Matching Mole, all stemming from a little-known local group called the Wild Flowers. I like me, I like you and the things that we do. After that came an avalanche of long, cool songs that really fit well. And I didn't know any of these artists. I didn't know their names. I knew nothing about them. The DJs, they really weren't setting up the songs. They weren't coming on after the songs to say, and this was Soft Machine. thing about all of these bands that I'm going to be playing is they're interconnected in sort of a musical incestuous way and the root of almost all of them come down to a band called Wildflowers. Eventually Wildflowers spawned uh, Soft Machine which was the first of the group to break out and Soft Machine had some really cool short Sid Barrett-ish kind of recordings. I've always liked British prog and psychedelic music it's and I think the difference is that American psychedelic bands specifically out of San Francisco they all had a little tinge of country music in there, and that's not a bad thing, but I really liked that being replaced, the Americana being replaced by the very British element that is in uh, British psychedelic bands, you know, all the way back to the Beatles and, and the other acts who were springing up at the time. They have something that's very British. I like that better. So this is Mixed Up Man of the Mountains by Khan. I'm crying 
This is Sea Nature by Steve Hillich. This is Moon in June from Robert Wyatt.
took it back to college and played it. My friends loved it. Through the years, tried to find out who these bands were, who, which songs belonged to which bands. I, like I said, I had the name of the genre. Canterbury scene was, I would say musically, in my opinion, a little jazz oriented and a lot of improvisation. Sort of fun, glee-like experimentation with sounds and drugs as well. This is Caravan, a song called Place of My Own. Side up. 
So over the next 30 years, I would try to find out what this tape was, who was on it, what kind of music it is, what albums did these songs come from. And so I'd go to record stores and play the tape. They didn't know what I was talking about. I would play it for friends. Anytime I met anybody who I thought maybe knew a little more about music than I did, I would play the tape. And it wasn't until the advent of the internet, and not just the advent of the internet, but really people hosting entire albums on sites that I slowly pieced this together. David Allen, Time of Your Life. As the internet kind of grew and more and more content showed up, I was able to slowly piece this together. And now I'll own a lot of these albums on vinyl. Finding music is a fun thing. 
and it's kind of been taken away a little bit by the internet. And I think that these songs are meaningful to me almost as much for the journey that it took to find them than the actual music that's itself. I, I love it. I think it's great. I know lots of people who do like it, but it, for me in particular, it was cool that I was able to find the answers to my questions with regard to this cassette. At its purest, progressive rock wasn't about money, celebrity, record contracts, or the audience. It wasn't even a type of music, it was a belief, a value system of the early 70s, one that now seems like old-time religion. Its creators, often precocious, sometimes indulged, occasionally deluded, but always uncompromising, baptized the decade with a soundtrack of stark virtuosity, weird time signatures, strange poetry, and surprising beauty. The musical experiment now labeled prog rock and stored under the counter or placed almost out of reach on the top shelf. So to me, these musical journeys are important. Thank you for listening to the Untitled Music Podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes or Podbean and all your dreams will come true. Bye, Donnie! This has been produced by Donnie Shattuck. Fuck.